Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's up, weirdos? Uh, this is a bonus episode because this is not a regular episode in that we don't really uh, do the navel-gazing we normally do on the show. We're not talking about comedy, sex, God, brain surgery. If you want that conversation, go to episode number two of this show, which is TJ's regular episode. This is only to uh, address the um, Laugh Factory, Dane Cook, TJ Miller sort of debacle that just went down on the Onion AV Club and a couple other websites. And uh, I you know, I love TJ so much, and I was curious to see what he would say. After listening myself to the Joe Rogan podcast, I wanted to talk to him. He wanted to do it. I was thrilled that we could do it, and I'm thrilled that it turned out well. Very, very interesting stuff. If you're a comedy nerd like me, and like I think a lot of you are, uh, if you're not, <clears throat> maybe skip this one. We're going to have another one. We'll have other ones. Maybe to, maybe to try it and then see if you, see if you like it. But you, you might not. Oh, Jesus. Please, yeah, play, play that sweet, sweet episode. I I had to paint the bottom. Is that yeah, Bell Sound? Sure. Yeah. I, I just sure. tried to see where you're Bellsound.com. Love it. Bellsound.com. <laughs> Bellsound. How many Shout how out. many tweets about us doing a show together or whatever? By the, can I just address right now that my pants on the left side are completely wet? Because the one day it rains in LA is also the one day I love my You sleep wind. in a puddle on your side. <laughs> you always do that. Hey, Pete, if there's ever a body of water and he's sleepy, he'll just go to sleep on his side. Just one side because I want one side to be moist. Yes. Right. Moist. I knew a guy in college that hated the words moist and quiche. Uh, girls always hate the word moist. And panties is a big one with the ladies. They hate the word panties. I've known a lot of girls. So My they... girlfriend won't let me say facial lotion. <laughs> that is a hard line rule at the new house house. <laughs> <laughs> You're the weirdest guy in the world. I hope Why so. not facial lotion? I don't know. She just doesn't like the way it sounds. Like moist. There's no words like that for me. Mm, yeah. I one time said twat was onomatopoetic. It was really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's embarrassing to me that you said onomatopoetic. That's a word. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's Isn't still it? embarrassing. But you know, like buzz, twat. Something about twat sounds kind of like twatty. I just like that your other onomatopoetic word is buzz. Yeah, yeah. Which shows how much of an onomatopoet you are. Ooh. Yeah. I'm on the top of my onomatopoeia game. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told a joke at my weird Christian school, and, and the punchline was, just put it in your twat. Okay, so the, she told the joke, and everyone laughed. And then the person telling the joke goes, guys, what's a twat? The person telling the joke didn't know what a twat was. And then we're all laughing and making fun of her. And then I go, and twat's kind of an onomatopoeia, too. So it's like she should have known. And then the, all the laughter was just transferred seamlessly to me because everybody thought. <laughs> that that's what you're watching in any given room. You're yeah. like, oh, the laughter's transferred to me now. Yeah. Oh, like, he has the laughter now. I well, must take it back. <laughs> No, no, no. It was given to me badly. Yeah. I got the shame laughter. People hated me. Well, they made well, fun. Well, anyway, this is, uh, this is You Made It Weird. TJ Miller, first person to come on the show twice. I'm so happy to be here. I love making it weird and having it made weird for me. We make me. it weird all the time. Yeah. In fact, w- recently we were on a walk and you were like, "What? Uh, we should do an episode. <laughs> yeah! 
We should do an episode. What's happening, Yogi Bear? Do you understand how you started that impression? How I actually talk? I know. And then you're like, but then you're like, yeah, Yogi Bear. Well, I, it's I based say on Yogi you. Bear after saying Yogi yeah. Bear 3D. Yeah, I told like, you. <laughs> yeah, pick, TJ. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, we had that walk, and you you make it weirder. That th- I think this is going to be the weirdest thing ever because I, we we're going to talk about the the Dan Cook thing. Yeah, and weird. I, what's what, what's so weird about it is um, actually this is where I wanted to start with it. Is Let's you it. texted me that night and you said Dane's on stage being I could read the text, but it's something like Dane's on stage ruining my night, yeah. and you said that, and then you wrote he's doing this bit about abortion and then i started to write to you this is true oh i love that bit about pushing the girl down the stairs and then before i sent it you had written another one and then i was like oh we're in different places right now (laughs) how weird is that we we share similar comedy philosophies and i didn't know that you like that uh i've also seen him do that thing about uh getting laid just because he's him and I saw him yeah. do that at the improv, and it had to be a year ago, because I guess it's been a year since he performed. And I liked it. I, this is, like I said, it's going to yeah. be weird. I wasn't there that night, but I thought you were going to tell me that you liked the joke he did about the abortion. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I liked it or not. It doesn't matter what I think of his material. It really doesn't. It, it never matters. Yeah. He's allowed. That's what's so frustrating is that, you know, I went on this rant on Twitter because. Yeah, let's tell everybody what happened. I'm sorry. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm at the Laugh Factory and it's a really, you know, it's a fun show. It's, it's a, like a good audience. There's Alex Scott, this really funny uh, comedian that I just met. Uh, Bobby Lee, who I love. You know, it was like a fun little lineup of, uh, of comedians. And it was a Wednesday show and it was at 10 p.m. And I had just done a set earlier. Right. Night. Oh, we did, we did the same show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So then I headed over to the Laugh Factory and we got there and we're trying to shuffle stuff around. And Bobby had to go up early and Eric Andre had to go up early. So Eric went up and then Bacon. Bobby went up. And I also had to go up early. I was trying to get out of there because I had a super, I had like a 5 a.m. flight the next day. So then as we figure everything out, I agree to go after Bobby, uh, who agreed to go after Eric Andre. So that's fine. And, uh, and then uh, I heard somebody said, uh, you know, Dane's here. He's going to do some time. So I'm right. like, oh, OK. So I'll go. You know, I'm sure he'll bump everybody. And uh, he, he bumped Bobby. And I went to Bobby and I said, OK, so you're going to go up after Dane. And Bobby's like, no way, man. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. So he left, which is, you know, he's, that's his right. He's at that point. He just told the Laugh Factory, I'm not going up. So he right. left. So then I was left to go up after Dane Cook, which is fine. Um, and then, you know, and so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of waited and, and was like, okay, you know, and I went down. This and said, is How about much the time, time that you going to do. This is about the time you texted me. Yeah, but no, no, that's not the case. Not yet. No, no, because I don't care if he bumps me. That's the thing. And like, uh, well, that's know, what was weird about the Rogan thing was they kept yeah. saying that it was about being bumped, which is so insane because I don't care. I've been bumped by Dane Cook before. He's performed at the Laugh Factory before, and he didn't do great. And I didn't Twitter about it. Doesn't right. matter because it doesn't matter to me. Right. You know? Uh, I don't care if a comedian bombs or is trying out new material. I didn't even really know that he hadn't been up in a year. Right. I mean, it's it's fine if you want to go up and do whatever you want. And especially Dane Cook at the Laugh Factory, he's earned that right. That's his home club. He's performed there forever. He's brought in countless number of audience members to that that business. Yeah. So it's fine. And I, I was recently bumped by David Spade and Chris Rock, and I didn't even get to go up. And that was amazing. I loved yeah. watching them. Well, that's what that's what's, what was weir- uh, what's weird about it was when I was 
listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, I knew yeah, it's just coffee. I knew without talking to you, like it was going to be vodka. Or well, sometimes it is vodka <laughs> for the ones where I'm more. Don't tell your padres. Well, you mean my priests? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell Spanish my priests. Yeah. Don't tell your Spanish priests. I knew without even talking to you about it that it had nothing to do with being bumped. Because if there's anybody that I know that understands and actually has a big heart for comedy and understands kind of the principles and the society of comedy, it's you. You yeah. love it. And you know the truth is, and you know, the, Joe Rogan said, "Oh, is he an actor before a stand-up?" Comedian? And they said, "No." Well, no, no. Ari Shafir, who didn't stand up for me at all the whole rest of the podcast, said, um, "He he said, no, no, he is a comic first, and that's true. I started as a stand-up and an improviser, right? And I came into acting, film, and television stuff much later, right? Uh, so I understand the system. It's fine. Dane Cook has earned the right to go on stage whenever he wants, yes, to bump whoever he wants, yes, and also to do as much time as he wants. Well, that's now, actually here's the thing, though, yes, is that I." Have also, I think, I I have also. Sorry. So many people listening to this are going to think their their phones are going off. No, yeah. Um, I, I have also. That's my my cousin who was there that night was just calling. Um, you know, I've I've also I feel like earned the right with how much I've worked and after going up every single night since two thousand and three, essentially every night that I possibly could performing, usually even in Los Angeles, two or three times a night. Yep. I've earned the right to bitch about when I get bumped on Twitter. Well, and Joe then, said that too. But but here's the weird thing, Joe so, Rogan. I mean, so but I wasn't bitching about getting bumped. That's that's the that's the main thing I want to make clear here. Yeah. And I also was not bitching about Dane Cook bombing or even the content of his material. I didn't like it. But there's lots of people that I'm friends with or see do comedy who I don't love their material. People feel that way about me. Right. It's hundreds of people, thousands of people think I'm shitty. They hate watching my stand up. <laughs> they want me to get off the stage. <laughs> Why is this retarded looking Ryan Reynolds who looks like he recently walked into a shovel? Ryan Reynolds! In his face. Why is he on stage getting. Yeah! Go back to your bear movies, you stupid, 3D. shitty. <laughs> shitty non-regal well, Prince William. Well, I get I get all that stuff. So but the problem was, and this is why I was really frustrated, I think this is why I went off and you know, went on a rant. That's a rant. So I said all these things about, you know, why he had fell from grace and why there's such backlash and all hubris. this stuff. You said hubris. Yeah, I love talking about hubris. It's my favorite word to say and talk about. Uh we were in a hubris it's the, barrel. It's the only word that I know, really. Uh the only it's your shiny word. word. Yeah. Um, Mine's dearth. It, you know, I, I, it was because I was angry, and here's why I was angry. Because not only was all of the material making the audience feel uncomfortable, and a lot of it was super mean-spirited stuff about yeah. fucking whores and girls will fuck me because I'm me, and the best thing to do is get a whore and fuck her and put a mask of your ex-girlfriend on her face and then spit on her and just like really – Heavy duty stuff. Yeah. That's fine. You can do that. First Amendment. Just like I think I should be able to, everybody who's a fan of Joe Rogan's and MMA who's tweeted me, suck my dongle, you piece of shit, stop saying what people can and can't say. You're telling me to do that. Why can't I talk about it? That's my question. So, but I do believe that any comedian can talk about whatever they want to talk about, but they usually have a time limit. Okay. Because everybody's given 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. And uh, so the audience doesn't have to endure it for a really long time. Now, Dane doesn't have a light. He had no restrictions. So he did about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe right. even an hour and a half. But on top, the thing that I was mad about and why I tweeted about it is because he was being mean to an audience that didn't come to see him. 
and that we all had to deal with after he left. It doesn't matter to him. He even said it on the podcast. He could care less about those people. He came on a Wednesday. He's not getting paid. He made that clear. that He wasn't getting paid. And so essentially, fuck these people. They have to listen to me. And that's sort of what he was saying to people in the audience. He yelled at this one woman. He called her a whore, disrespectful bitch. Get off your phone. Dane Cook is on the stage. You shouldn't be texting. Well, newsflash, you're not doing well. So people are going to start texting. It happened to me recently in Myrtle Beach for an hour. People are just like, what's on my phone? It's more interesting than this guy. That's a big problem because they they light up like crystals from Superman's house. It's very distracting. I love it because it goes into your face. Yeah. And then they think they're being surreptitious. It's actually a light that's like, oh, I'm an asshole. Look over here. Right, right, right. So that was what was frustrating to me is I have to go up an hour and a half after he's being me yelled at some guy. Well, he didn't yell at him, but he goes, hey, so you, uh, where's your girl? Are you alone tonight or what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend. He's like, yeah, she's probably, you know, fucking somebody with a better hairline that's not receding so much. It's like, what? Did that guy wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I I wonder if I'll be insulted about being bald by by a star today. Right. That's what I want to do. I had a tough day today, so I'm going right. to go to a comedy show and have Dane Cook say I have a receding hairline. That's so mean. And then he, you know he's yelling at all these other people. This guy's wearing a scarf, all this stuff. And uh, and so it it is mean. And but- I got to go up right after him, right? And like you know, deal with this audience. Like, yeah, of course I'm pissed. Here's a couple That's points. What I'm yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I get both sides actually. That's why I think this has potential to be the weirdest episode in the world. Is it po- first of all? That crowd that's there at the Laugh Factory on any night is bigger because Dane might come in. So it's a crowd that that isn't there for him, but kind of is a little bit. Some of those people are probably there because people like him. That's a pretty bold statement, but I would say yes, like people like him, yeah, might might drop in. Yeah. That's absolutely right. That's why he's welcome to drop in. Right. And then what about what he could say whatever he wants. What about the idea? See, you know, you know that I like Dane and and that I've actually told him in person that I think he's good for comedy. And I think more people go to shows because like take this and it's hard to say that because of this incident. But in the past, I just did a college this weekend and I guarantee more people were there because Dane made college comedy very popular again. For sure, and they're like, yeah. I, I knew you would. And agree I respect with this. I his work ethic, and I, I think right. no one can disagree if you really think about it. That he brought, you know, stand up to the forefront of popular culture. Right. At, at you know when when he was at his height, in a way that yes, absolutely helped comedy. Right. Absolutely. So what what of the idea that no one, even Dane, could argue that it's. Uh, mean of course I, I bet he's aware that it's mean to make fun of someone's hairline or to chainsaw fuck a, a dirty horse cunt yeah. that that's that's like you put that into a computer it would go this is negative towards women this is ugly it would know it's right. empirical yeah it's objective and he i'm sure he knows that but what of the idea that you have to go through you have to like wade through a, a river of shit sometimes to get to the other side and do a bit like Patrice about pushing women in the face. That is one hundred percent okay. Yeah, everybody should be allowed to do it. Yeah, but I think also I should be allowed to be pissed that after an hour and a half of it, I have to go up and 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 deal with that audience and also that he, that he doesn't care about that he's going that he leaves and never thinks about again. And that's that's where we differ. And I should be able to bitch about it on my Twitter to my followers. And right. the reason I didn't tag him wasn't because I was I thought afraid that was a weird point, too. I, I'm not Why afraid t- of him. Yeah. It's just because it doesn't have anything to do with him. Why does he care? That's the weirdest thing. It's like, why does, why does anyone care 
what I have to say about him. Just like who cares what he says that night? It's it's this weird sort of thing where it's like he's allowed to say whatever he wants, but I'm not allowed to say whatever I want about yeah. him. I, I when that's I, so strange to me that is, that is an absurd. And I'm really happy that you're pointing that out because that's 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 really really true. And I actually yeah. think that there's no need to tag him in that. I thought that was a very bizarre point to because, make. Because I'm, I'm not trying to start a fight with him. I didn't right. want to. The, the Onion AV Club picked it up, and then suddenly it was this Immediately. Thing. Immediately. How did that also, happen? And that's what I want to talk about more than anything else, is how weird it is to now be at a place in our culture, and for me at a place where when I say stuff like that, it gets to the point where Dane Cook... A person, like I said, who I was listening to in college being like, man, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. He's so weird. He's talking about wanting to be a snake and shit. Yeah. He's so funny. I really liked Harmful of Swallowed. Yeah. That that guy is now on Joe Rogan's podcast being like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Right. But he's bad for comedy because he's a comedy cop. And it's like, that's the problem is I didn't, I was so angry on Twitter that I didn't make it clear enough that what I was frustrated with is he's being mean in general, but that's okay. Lots of comics are mean about things in general. But he's being mean to the audience, directly to these people, making fun of them, yelling at them, yeah. all this stuff. Just, you know, and I, I don't agree with that because I don't think that they came, okay, you're not getting paid, Dane Cook, but they did pay. Yeah. They paid to be there. Right. So why, what's weird to me and why I got so angry is like, I don't care how famous you are, okay? And, and and how much money you're making and all that stuff. It doesn't matter if you, if Chris Rock did that or some unknown comedian that you never heard of did that. I would still be pissed. The reason I was vocal about it on Twitter is because he did it for an hour and a half. And then I had to get up afterwards. And what I did was I systematically went through every single person that he had torn to pieces or yelled at and sort of built them up. And was like, look at this guy wearing a scarf. He was yelling at you about wearing a scarf. That's weird. I'm... I think that's brave. I can't wear a scarf indoors. Right. My neck gets too hot. You well, know, you and, and I, I share... went to the other guy and I said, you know, you're, you got a receding hairline, but that's okay. Nicholas Cage has been making that work for him for years in all different ways. <laughs> At least you're not hiding it like Jeremy Piven or something. And then I went to the girl and I was like, Hey, you know, you really shouldn't text, but it's also weird. Cause he said, you know what I'm going to do this? We said that girl, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to your fucking funeral when you're dead. And I'm going to sit there and text. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I got on stage and I was like, so let's just real quick. That was a weird threat. Yeah. Then if that re- if he really did do that, then people at her funeral would be like, "Is that is that is that Dane Cook?" Yeah, that's like that. And Nick, if so, why is he texting? It's what like the Nick Swartzen bit where he wants to hire John Stamos to go to his funeral. Yeah, exactly. Just to be like, were they blood brothers? <laughs> so I correct me if I'm wrong, TJ, but you're not saying that it's uh, that you can't go on stage and do something ugly like you under- do whatever you want. People right. have seen me bomb. I've tried to express things that haven't worked out right and people have been angry. Recently, this guy who works at the Groundlings told somebody that he had been in a show that I was at and I was really mean to him in the audience. Yeah. And I, I remember the show and I remember talking to him, but I didn't think it was mean. Yeah. So it's like I understand that aspect of it. But here's the thing. If I am a dick on stage to an audience for even 15 minutes, because I'm not allowed to do an hour and 15 minutes wherever I want. Yet, right, right, you know, right. And maybe never will be able to. But if I'm mean to those people, then I think it's fine if people say that I was a piece of shit and awful on stage and that's why I suck and I'm in Yogi Bear 3D and Gulliver's Travels and I'm not in any real movies. And But whatever they want to say, that's part of what free speech is. Yeah. Anyone can say anything. Wait, did it- I'm never going to be able to censor Dane Cook or any other comedian. Right. So what does it matter what my opinion of the whole thing is. Did it resonate the idea, though, of comedians having like a bit of a code and being like, it's it's one thing if if uh, someone in the crowd wants to say Dane Cook 
is an asshole and made fun of my hairline. Fuck this guy. But for another comedian who's watching someone toil on material and probably going through some sort of fucked up breakup, right, it, but then, I, then we're not, but we've all we're not gone, the ones to marshal that. Yes, but we've all gone through fucked up breakups. And there's just the, there's the only <clears throat> thing that is really true, I think, and real in this weird sort of very fast hype machine that's occurred and then will certain, soon go away Right, is that he and I just differ on what we think comedy is about. He talks a lot about like, oh, all comedians are narcissists and uh, we're allowed to go on stage and work through our shit and this is about me and fuck the, you know, there's, what do you say? He said, I'm in front of 40 people. I'm not getting paid. Who cares? You know, some people on that podcast said it's a fucking workout room on Wednesday. Those people think of the audience as just there to serve them and their art. Okay, and I disagree with that. I think that those people paid money, and even if you're bombing, you still shouldn't be mean to those people because they've given you their hour and fifteen minutes. I agree with to that. listen to you work through this whole thing. Those are just two different opinions. Is yeah. mine right? I don't know. Yeah. Is his right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if maybe I'm full of shit for thinking that. Oh, it's about the audience, and I'm doing this to make people laugh and all that sort of stuff. Maybe I'm the fucking idiot. You no, know? no. You and I have talked about this many, many times. Where, in fact, I think it might have been on your first episode of the show, because I've often been uh, convicted by your compassion for the crowd. I'm one of those types of performers, as you catch me all the time talking about how the audience is there for me. Can yeah. they give me the laughs that I need yeah. to light up my brain to get me to the material? And your opinion is always outward. Yeah, and, that, and maybe it's, that's it's why totally I'm on this side being kind of like, I kind of I understand the but, Dane stuff, but, but I also understand your stuff. But we're and such, you're like superheroes yeah. to come and save them and make them laugh but like tickling monkeys. Right. Tickling monkeys, DJ. I won't agree with that. But, here's <laughs> <laughs> but you told me that monkeys tickle each other. You're, you're trying to serve this idea of comedy. As a service, as as a, as a as a almost like a yeah, religious I you, mission. Well, I th- but I, you know whether or not it's religious, it certainly is a mission to try and give people. Life is so inherently tragic and shitty, and Dane Cook has been through a lot of that, and I feel bad for him. And I hope that one day maybe he looks at something that I did and laughs, even with a this guy is the worst. <laughs> Because I am the worst. That's no, another thing I want to say. I, Here, I did want to say this. I bet Dane would really like you, actually. I, I wanted to say that I think, well, then we're going to go to this spa, apparently, and work it out. In Ojai. So ridiculous. Can I come? Yeah. I, I love Ojai. Nick Vatterot was like, go. Go to the spa. Sit with him. Take him up in the I offer. actually thought I that. I was like, I'll, I'll pay for the whole thing. I'll pay for the whole thing if we can do it in Hollywood. I just don't want the car ride. I like the car ride, the though. Two that's hours. part of the well, fun. I mean, that's part of it. I actually yeah. thought he was serious about that because he... You know, in my experience, he he's on the side of comedy too. I, I bet but, he would hear you out. I actually his, would like to take his, talk to him. About his it. point, I think, was about the Ohio was not that he really wanted to work it out. It's just I'm rich, bitch. That was a little. That's yeah, sort that of the thing. Him, and you know, he said of... that before. He said, uh, "My fall from grace comes with a great breakfast and an impeccable blowjob and all this shit." And it's like, great dude, you are super rich. It doesn't you? You know what? Yeah. He has more Twitter followers, more fame, or this than I may either ever hope to achieve. Yeah. Yep. And so it's what it's weird to me is that you know that 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 they they immediately took this as me trying to censor comedy and being mad about being bumped when it isn't. It's just yeah. I don't like when you treat an audience like shit that I have to and go you, up and work with. Well, I remember Ron Funches tweeted at you, and I, I actually was quite moved. First of all, I was quite moved when I when I read because I understand the idea of defending the audience. I feel yeah. that way too. And he said something about like standing up against the man and like. Like a like a formidable foe sort of thing, and and like you didn't really have anything to gain for it except 
to stick up for that audience. I understand that. I was and that actually, really, that really is. I mean, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's what it was. I got so angry. That made me kind of move. Not for actually. myself. Not because I got bumped or I had to wait. And I went up and had a set, and my set was fine. And you know, I bet there were a couple of people. They're like, "I wish Dane was still on. This guy sucks." You sure, know? <laughs> that I'm sure happened. But it, so it's it taking off their hats to expose yeah, their hairlines. But it's more. It's more that <laughs> come back after this guy had earned the ability to do what he did, and he had earned it. I reiterate, he's allowed to come in and bump whoever and do as much time as he wants. Yep. What he did with it was not it doesn't I don't it doesn't matter if you bomb. You can bomb with that hour and 15 minutes. You can do whatever you want with it. You can be defensive, you can be racist, you can be whatever you want to be, you yeah. know? But when I take issue with it is when you're you attack the audience and you're mean to the audience who didn't pay to see you and if they don't like it or they're being disrespectful, which they were to every comedian that went up that night because right. that's the way that audience was. Right. That you shouldn't berate them and be awful to them after doing material that already made them feel uncomfortable and that they they really didn't want to see a full hour and 15 minutes of it felt like, at least from where I was in the room and how I felt the audience when I went up on stage. I just – I take issue with that and that's okay for me to talk about that on Twitter, I think. Right. And I think think the other thing about it is it's like – what does he or anybody care if I did say on Twitter what I thought about his career or this or that? And as long as I'm saying, you know, what I meant when I said you didn't earn this is like you didn't earn the right to come up and be awful to the audience. I don't think. That's my opinion. Right. I might be wrong. I think a lot of people, maybe yourself included, probably certainly Ari Shafir and a lot of these other guys that just go up and are like, fuck you to the audience. That's part of my comedy. They would disagree. I don't think that I'm right or they're wrong, or I'm wrong and they're right. It's just opinions. These are right. all just opinions. And so the weirdest thing is that I, like, as I was thinking about doing this podcast, I just want to share this. Remember, I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and the sort of thing had just blown up because I left. As I said, I had a really, really flight. I left right after that night. And, you know, did, pe- you, did people, you get the Wi Fi on the plane? People have been tweeting me. No, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it was in my hotel room That's in Charleston. That's the Wi Fi on the people, plane situation. People were tweeting me. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan's people started saying they hated me. People started saying that, uh, you know, you know, it was on the a- Onion AV Club and people were writing blogs about it. And Dane had responded in Laughspin. And then, you know, I was thinking about, okay, do I tweet more? Or, you know, what do I say about this thing? Should I go on your podcast? Somebody mm-hmm. said that Rogan invited me to go on his podcast. And I'm thinking about all this. I'm in my underwear, okay? And my steam machine is going in the bathroom because I have to steam my throat every so often. Often because it gets really irritated from smoking and yelling, which is what you always make fun of me about. Okay? There's a steam machine going in the bathroom. I'm yeah, on the internet. I'm on the internet. Okay, I'm listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. Is Dane Cook and Burt Kreischer and Joe are all kind of saying like, "What's this guy's problem? I never met him. He thinks he can censor comedy. He's bad for comedy. All this stuff." Yeah. And I'm just incensed in my underwear, typing down the things that I would talk about if I was all this stuff. Okay, look at those. Look at those circles of loser okay the first circle is going on twitter and bitching about how dane cook went on for an hour and 15 minutes and was mean to the audience that's the first circle of loser the second circle of loser is the av club picks it up and everybody's like oh what's the deal and then me tweeting more about it to try and defend myself then the third circle of loser is me hearing from joe rogan's people that i'm an asshole and what a piece of shit so then going and then i'm in the fourth or fifth circle is listening to joe rogan and dane cook and all these guys at the ice house talk about me and 
yeah. me sitting. Then the, let's see, we're a six circle of loser is me in my underwear listening to all this like with some fucking steam. weird perverted toddler bodied weirdo with the steam that, thing going. The steam in the might be its own separate the steam circle. Steam is another loser. circle. Yeah, yeah, it's the we're seventh, on the seventh circle of loser. Okay, <laughs> and then as I'm like kind of getting pissed because I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's not about that. I'm almost saying out loud, I'm like, it's not about that. Yeah. I'm talking about how mean he was to the audience. I don't care about being bumped. Yeah. I don't care about any of this stuff. I'm yelling out loud, eighth circle of loser, yelling alone. at a computer yes. that is playing a podcast yes. of comedians talking about it alone in my underwear. The steam machine is going off. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. Why is this all happening? What is say, happening? Right, yeah, there it is. What Why is, is this happening? all happening? And then there's a... And uh, and the, somebody's knocking on my door. It's one of the housekeeping people, and they're like, "And you had a late Sir. library book." No, they go, <laughs> then they go. I, I go, what? And they go, are you okay in there? Do you want turn down service? Because I had been yelling a little bit oh. and I, I hadn't let anybody into my room all day. And oh. this is what I yell. This is the 10th circle of loser. I learn, I go, I go, just a minute, okay? I'm doing something in here privately. <laughs> How pathetic is that? Ten. In my underwear. Ten. So when you reach that circle of loser, yes. okay? A vicious just, circle you're of loser. Yelling, right, the vi- it's the vicious <laughs> circle of loser. It's, and this was just one good isolated day. incident. Good, by the way, good yeah. day. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, God. It's a comedy podcast. And you know what? Pride is harmful when it's swallowed. <laughs> because I'm trying to swallow it right now. And say, if you look at all those steps to that moment that led to us right here, yeah. why does Dane Cook? You mean the moment Joe right Rogan, here where you're trying to retaliate? Okay. Yeah. Ah! Clearly, on. clearly one too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found out how many references would be funny, one less than we did. It was one less than we did. So, but all, Fuck, all, retaliation. You know, with, Shit. All, with all those steps... It's like, why does Joe Rogan or any of these people or any of his fans or Dane Cook, why would anybody care what the guy from Yogi Bear 3D says about his act? I mean, it's, you know, I think it's because the Onion AV Club picked it up and tried to make it. But the reason they picked it up was because other respected comedians also felt like he was like really aggressively awful. Right. Right to the audience and in his own material. I guess, it, and that's it, why I think they picked it up. But I don't take issue with anybody's material, right? And I don't take issue with being bumped or the process. I that take they get issue it. with being mean to a group of people that paid to see comedy, you and think- then you dropped in, and that's how you use your power. And I think that type of thinking is why he did all these movies that were so you know poorly received and why there was this huge backlash for him and that's just me speculating and by the way who cares yeah <laughs> who cares what i think about it because i'm never going to be as famous as dane cook i'm never going to be as rich as him and i'm never going to be able to invite everybody to ohi <laughs> and i you know i'm, I'm... never going to have the fan base that he has and i'll certainly never have anybody tattooing my name with, along with a weird finger gesture that I made up that right. was wildly successful as a brand uh, on their backs. I, I'm never going to have any of those things happen. So my sort of thing at the end is like, I'm not policing his material. First of all, I want to make that very clear. And second of all, uh, who cares what I think about the fact that he was mean and awful to audience members, but yeah. it doesn't, if he, he clearly doesn't care. Right. Not, and I didn't think that by doing Twitter, one of the reasons I didn't tag him was because it's not gonna. He's not gonna read that and be like, you know what? Maybe this guy that I've never heard of has a point here. Maybe I should rethink the way that I think about stand up for the last couple decades. <laughs> this impression and, is a no. fact. <laughs> 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 
Well, because because it would be so foreign for him to say that that I can't even do his voice. Yes, I, yeah, I understand that. And so that's fun. that's sort of my thing with that. And it's just a weird. So, so you're 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 just making weird. this. You're kind of making the same point. You're saying we can say whatever we want. I should be able to say whatever I want. You he, can say whatever you want. Anyone can say whatever they want about my material. Right. They can say it. They can say it's terrible. They can say it's offensive. But would People it feel, probably hate would it. Would it feel People. different for you if uh, if uh, if uh, Ari Shafir? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comedian. And I could only think of Ari <laughs> because because he kept but coming he, up. Listen, why we not love get some? Him, we, right? do, we, we do. We love Ari. Nice yeah. guy. He's a great he's fucking guy. Cares great about guy. comedy. Actually, the whole podcast they kept talking about mushrooms, and I was like, man, I want to go in Joe Rogan's deprivation tank and take mushrooms. Oh God, <laughs> and, yeah. and freak I'm sure out. That'd be the best. But what if? Okay, so if somebody, if you're on stage and people are like, oh, this this TJ fellow, uh, he's being mean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say because okay, this is one point I want to make is that like. If he is being mean, we're all on stage and we're trying to get like a little centrifuge going. We're trying to get a little momentum going. Mm-hmm. And look at my fucking friendly – look at my stupid album cover. Right, look right. at my friendly face. Yeah. I'm captain. I want the crowd to love every moment. I want them to be happy. Okay? Yeah. Uh, but like we're all also trying to do this type of alchemy. And Dane was exercising a grotesque ego, a disgusting yeah. level of ego. Yeah. But I have to think his end goal – is to somehow, like alchemy, turn that shit into gold somehow. That's great, and he should do that. Yep. And he should continue doing this because no one's going to be able to stop him. He can go up wherever he wants, and he can say whatever he wants, and he can be as mean as he wants, yeah. and no one is ever going to stop him. That's a healthy place to be. That helps you sort of <laughs> keep a career moving. Just everybody's saying yes. So he's he is You're totally, like Robin Hood, man. Allowed, You're listen, like Robin Hood. No, no, he, listen, he can do all that. You're he a vigilante. And he should. And maybe one day he will end up, like Burt Kreischer said, uh, like Louis C.K., who is walking people. He may end up being you know, an incredible comedian that's very honest and is able to express this stuff. And more power to him. And I hope that he does because that would be a better version of his comedy. In my opinion, my shitty, stupid, loser, dick-sucking opinion. Ten circles. As all of Joe Rogan's fans will clearly agree uh, with. I hope they weren't too fucking mean Oh, about who cares? It. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're allowed to be mean to me. Yeah. They're allowed to say I'm the worst. They're allowed to say well, I is- suck and I'm a shitty comedian. But so he can keep doing that and more power to him to do that but every time that he bumps me and makes me go up afterwards after he's been really really just awful to individual people in the audience yeah i'm gonna be pissed yeah and i'll and i and that's, and that's okay. your right that's my right i think and you fought here's what what is kind of superhero right. vigilante about it's it it's not superhero though dude but let, let, just, me, let me have my opinion is, let me have my opinion not being so arrogant to think that i a, I'm not arrogant enough to think that I should police what people do in their stand-up. But more importantly, I'm not so arrogant to think that any of my opinions or I matter right. more than anything or anyone else. But he, the reason I was going to say it's superhero-y or maybe Robin Hoodie mm-hmm. is that you did... I, I just imagine him with a hoodie on. Yeah. <laughs> I picture him in a green hoodie. I'm... Loxley, oh, let's, go in, let's go in and steal some do you realize this convenience store. That comment that. is the first of 50 steps to make a Robin Hood reboot where it's 2012 and it's a kid in a hoodie yeah Robin hoodie. hoodie there oh, it is fuck you did fuck. it it's your fault I, it's people if any executives are listening it's for you not me yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> it's your fault when robin hoodie comes out it's your fucking fault right, so but here's what i think maybe ron funches and here is if there I, and i think there is a beautiful side to what you were doing even though i've been playing devil's advocate and trying to understand the other side because that's a better podcast and, and mm. part of how i feel but it's like if uh, if uh what the fuck was i about to say you're just talking about here's what's Robin Hood or Super Oh, okay. You decided to go against a giant 
Dane Cook, as you were saying, millions of fans, millions of millions, fans could millions. squash you. Ten, tens I, of I was millions. I was worried he was going to ban you from the Laugh Factory. Not I don't I think you'd survive, but I know you don't want that. And then you you decided to be the voice and kind of the defender of fifty people. Yeah, the forty, ma- the 40, 43. 40, 40 <laughs> people. You, the math is terrible business. It's terrible you're, business. You're yeah, manager, it's bad for business. Your I'm manager awful. is at home going like, "What the? I'm crunching these numbers. We have your Twitter followers who are all going to read this, and then the Joe Rogan followers and the Dane Cook followers, and all the people that are going to misinterpret this and think you're some sort of censorship censorship cocksucker, which mm-hmm. you're not. And you were like. Fuck it, man. I'm throwing my hat over the wall for 40 people on a Wednesday because that I kind of think that's an indicator that you have this big fucking heart for your crowd. Well, but regardless of – yeah, I, I don't know if it's super – You love your crowd. Super, admit it. Well, here's what I do love. <laughs> I, I, I do disagree, and it's okay for me to disagree. I just disagree that – 40 people on a Wednesday when I'm not getting paid. Dude, I wasn't getting paid to do that fucking show. Right. I didn't need to be there. I make plenty of money doing film and television stuff. No one needs to be there. It's weird to me. This is where the hubris thing comes from, that you think that those people are so lucky to have seen you and that they des- that you're so much more important than them yeah. that they should fucking put away their phones and respect it. Dane- fucking Dane Cook is on the stage. Fuck you guys. You're ugly. You don't have a girlfriend because of this. You're a stupid bitch. I'm going to come to your funeral and yeah. text. That I take issue with. And I'm allowed to. And it doesn't mean that I'm right. right. It you just know, means that I should be allowed to Twitter about it without everybody being like, you're bad for comedy. You're, you think you're the comedy person. I agree. I don't. I'm not. I agree. You know what it makes me think of, though? And I, I, I love you so much, and, and you're one of my absolute best friends. That's why I feel comfortable having this conversation with yeah. you. Tribes, like uh, aboriginal tribes and stuff, would put on these masks, right? These evil masks. Yeah. And they'd look in their reflection, and then they would act evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily evil. And I bet Dane isn't necessarily that person. He's trying he's putting on the Aboriginal evil mask and dancing around and being a real And that's rascal. okay. You know what? That is okay. And I, I, I'm fine. I sometimes do confrontational humor with an audience. Sure. But I think when I do do that People that go after me should be allowed to be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. He sucks. Because well, th- I, I did in a way. I made it shitty for the people after me. If I went up and I did a set that totally fucked the room up. Right. It's just, you know, it's to me, it's selfish. But it doesn't. Right. That he but we've all er- done But he also that. earned the right to be right. selfish. And we all have and, done and that. We've I've done, done it. We've both done it. I've bombed. I've made audiences angry. I've, I've said things to people in the audience. I try never to be mean to hook hecklers. But I've said things to the guy who tried to punch me in the face in Atlanta. I'm sure he and his wife think that I'm an awful person. I said awful things to them. Okay? It's, that, that's all real. And that's fine. So I'm not saying, oh, I'm holier than thou, yeah. Dane. You should be more like me. No, it's just I don't like your version of what a loser you were being that night. I prefer my version, version of, of the kind of loser, loser that I am. You're a beautiful man, too. That's, so that's what I think. And that, and I it, think and you're a this, great guy. The strangest thing is... <laughs> But isn't it strange that we live in a place, and you and I had a conversation recently, we were at Ammo, and I was saying, look, your CD is unbelievable, and Thank you. you know, networks are starting to think of you as somebody who could be the lead in a television show, and Robin you're testing Hoodie. for stuff. Robin Hoodie. And you are... Thank you. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're becoming more and more well-known, and as somebody else who's kind of on that path also... Certainly, you've been for years. It's really strange... 
that, you know, a year ago, if I had said all this stuff, nobody would have said anything. Yeah. No one would have heard about it. And I was, the th- I think part of my problem and why this is a good lesson for me was that I learned that I can't do that anymore. I think when I think no one's paying attention, that can never be for right. sure. And it, we live in a world now with the internet where if one person pays attention and they disseminate the information, yeah. then millions of people potentially. Will it's it's a, it's it's like you're a public guy, but this is a new level of publicity. Yeah, and you it got was a, really weird. I got a, I got you thousands, got thousands of, of Twitter followers, followers yeah, who what... were like, "Good for you, fuck Dane Cook, all this stuff." And even that, I was like, "No, no, no, it's not. You're not it on isn't the side fuck of fuck Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. Yeah, it's fuck how he acted that night. Right. and me and I and I was angry, and yes, angrier than I should have been. But sure. that's what anger is. It's yeah, an immediate yeah, yeah. response yeah. that is more than it needs to be. You couldn't control. Yeah. The, so uh, the, the, the yeah. question I've been trying to trying to remember to ask is though. The, the the point that the the Joe Rogans and the and the <laughs> Ari Shapiro Ari, Ari's going to do the show. We should just get him in on this one. Uh, is yeah. that like would it feel? Di- I lo- okay. I, by the way, I love him. And I, I know, I know, really I know, fun. I know. He's he's a delight. Bert Kreischer is hilarious, and I th- I thought Dane Cook was. Ari so funny. one time texted me when he was on mushrooms. He wrote. You're you're like a genuine and beautiful person, something like that. Like he's just filled with love. He's a good guy. Yeah. Anyway, this is the question. So I'm going to make a scenario: is you you uh, TJ have one of these shows that we're talking about, mm. where you go up, and I've actually been with you uh, doing stand up in tandem and stuff at Rafifi. I remember this one time mm-hmm. you went up on stage and you were livid at your girlfriend at the time, yeah, okay. and and you uh, just kind of leaned into her, and it was, believe me, it was really funny, but it was a huge overshare, and it was kind of grotesque, yeah. okay? So let's say that happened, and then some, and Twitter existed back then. Is it different, does it feel different for you if someone in the crowd, uh, Johnny Mustache, we'll call him, if Johnny Mustache tweets about it and says TJ was a real cock to his girlfriend tonight, what a dick, ruined my night, went long, fuck that guy, or... If a comedian in the back did it, if like another comedian did it, does it change the feel? I think, I think if, if we're all going to tell that comedians can say whatever they want and they shouldn't be restricted, yeah. okay, then I don't think it matters if it's a comedian or a Joe or a civilian. It doesn't Mr. matter. Mr. Mustache? Mr. Mustache. Your, Mr. Mustache, we're, your shave is ready. We're ready to shave you. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, I think we live in an age now where unfortunately, and will I do this again? Yeah. I'll probably think twice about it because now I know the repercussions. But yeah, I think anyone can say whatever they want about me and they will. That's the thing. They will say that. And if they want to say that I was awful to my girlfriend, then if I'm saying that in a public forum already, then I should understand the repercussions of that going to the Twitter sphere. Yeah, sure. And and I think if I don't, then I'm trying to control something that I don't have control over, and that is another form what, of arrogance. Yeah, sure. What this kind of feels like, though, and I think what the, the Rogan response tried to kind of, in my mind, paint it as, was almost like a snitching thing. It's like we're all gangsters, <laughs> look yeah. at my stupid face, and we don't snitch on each other. And I think, you know, the way that, like, comics uh, joke around and we love AIDS and, you know, saying fucking shocking things, and, and there's just kind of that code sort of thing. I think they were saying that it's similar to, like, it's okay if the audience wants to talk shit about what someone does on stage, but if someone else who's also involved in the craft, no matter how ugly it is, because I'm not here to say it wasn't ugly, that we can't blow the whistle. I mean, I guess I understand that opinion, and uh, but I think that it was just misinterpreted. I wasn't saying that he can't say say there. So that I just felt like he didn't. I, it's my opinion that you don't ever earn the right, no matter how famous or how rich 
or how many fans you have to be terrible to any individual in the audience. Yeah. And Robin, I decided to express that on Twitter. No, I just decided to express that on Twitter. And maybe next time I won't do it. I'll just keep it to my friends and stuff. But in this case, it really, really fucking pissed me off because yeah. I feel, you know, I feel so strongly about that. And as far as we're all gangsters and there's no snitching, first of all, none of us are really gangsters. We all dress too weird and stupid to be a gangster. My free, free sound left. Yeah, right. But... You know, as far as the snitching things goes, it's like, look, there are crew mentalities in the comedy community. And, you know, these people, you know, the, you know, I love how the people on the Joe Rogan podcast are like, fuck the alt community. Well, that, Kreischer yeah. actually said that he heard somebody said that the alt community hates Bill Burr. And so what? he wrote them off. And I was like, "Who? when did we all get together and decide that? Also, am I really part of the alt community? I play clubs. I'm going to Appleton, Wisconsin and Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to be there a couple weeks after you. Yeah. I play clubs. I'm not an alternative comedian just because my well, that, material I think, is stupid. I think that was part of this whole thing. And this comes up on the show from time time and time again. But it's just kind of like the fact – a couple factors. One, Dane is rich and famous. Okay? Yeah. Two, Dane does represent the Laugh Factory a little yeah. bit. Like not just the Laugh Factory but like club stuff, yeah. not alt stuff. And then you, because you do the alt rooms, I think they will just be like, you're an alt guy. So underneath this argument was a little bit of this kind of xenophobia. But see, it's not Dane Cook. It's like, I would have done this about anybody. And if you right. don't want me to... But I think to, that heightens and, it. And, I think, and here's the thing. I've seen Dane do badly at the Laugh Factory before. I've also seen him do great. And I never said anything. Sure. And I have also seen other comedians be terrible to the audience when I'm in an open mic in fucking Ohio or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll tweet, oh, the guy that went up before me is just the worst ever. But he only went up for 10 minutes and was mean to people. So Dane Cook went up for an hour and a half. So I tweeted like 30 times about sure. it because I had plenty of time to get angry <laughs> as I watched him really be mean to people in the audience that I think didn't deserve it. Right. And so – if people don't want me to blow the whistle on that, like I don't even think it's blowing the whistle. It's just me. It's, it's just you expressing yourself as a stand-up. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of doing a set almost. Yeah, you, you, and I went up after him and right. I said like, "Wow, that was weird. Why do?" You? And I was respectful because it's the Laugh Factory. That's his turf. Right. That's his home club. Right. I'm a guest in what is more his house than it could, could ever be mine. Right. But as I'm, a, I, I did go up and I talk shit about his weird act because I would have done that about anybody. I do it all the time. Right. I go up all the time and I riff on it's the previous comedians set and if they're mean to people then i am mean to them robin hood. because i think they should also ha you know why does he get to go up and make those people feel terrible well, and then go home and like get an impeccable blowjob have breakfast yeah, for dinner serving and breakfast? then go to a spa i yeah, need to find this blowjob restaurant <laughs> i really do vicious. it's a home service <laughs> well i get it's I, you bring up an interesting overall point which is the idea you got to go Just we'll wrap it up yeah. real quick this is a bonus episode i'm so glad you, you could yeah do and this. i'm so sorry we wanted to talk about other stuff that's I like know. well we're gonna do another one yeah but, i want it because we have really interesting other yeah, deep yeah. this is for the comedy nerds and, and for the people yeah. close to my heart who like this sort of stuff yeah. um and hopefully for dane cook and joe rogan and ari shafir and burt kreischer to hear me be like look you can say whatever the fuck you want right forever right and i'm never going to be able to stop that but if you why are you mad at me for saying what i want Right, I don't get. Well, this, it. this is what was interesting that because, as as you could tell, I'm kind of like was representing their side and felt uh, resonated with a lot of the points they were making. And something that kind of clicked just what now when we were talking about it is almost like you were doing a set, 
like that, that that sort of like you can say anything on stage thing, which we're giving Dane, is similar because you did a quote set. You just did it on Twitter, right. which is kind of like another stage. Yeah, this is an interesting way to think about it, but I agree with that. It's like the only people that follow me on Twitter follow me because I'm a comedian. Right. Uh, they don't follow me because I'm the governor of comedy. And they're like, who's he going to censor now yeah. in this totalitarian state? Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> it's sort of, you know, it's... <laughs> It's so weird. And, and the thing is, is like, I think the reason that I have been thinking about it so much is because, you know, this is so new to me that when I express an opinion about something, yeah. that there's this much response to it. Well, this is the. And it's bizarre and it's weird and it's it's a new experience for me. And I've I learned from it. Well, that's it, why I love you know? getting I love getting the snapshot because as humble as you are and saying you're not going to you might not be as big as Dane or blah, blah. I totally believe that you're going to be huge. We've always believed that X Factor TJ in my phone still to this day. That's your name. <laughs> Uh, you are such a weirdo. <laughs> but I know I, it's the name of the show, man. It's the name of the show. But you're you're dealing with that a little bit. We talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, getting recognized more at the airport, blah blah. Yeah. And this is a this is another side. That's why I'm so glad on this day in 2012 that we get to talk to this TJ because you'll never be this TJ again. And, and I, I get to see what it's like for you to be like, hey, what I say gets a lot of I'm, ripples in the pond. And I'm also excited <laughs> for the fact that I don't know what Dane Cook's life is like. None of us do. No one knows what it's like to be that famous unless you're that famous. Yeah. So I'm excited for the day that there's another comedian on a podcast who just blasted me for being an asshole on stage. Yeah. And when I'm as famous as I am, Suck which probably won't be much more famous than this. Yeah. And they're like, that fucking TJ is such a dick licker. He's not allowed to talk like that. And I'm like, you guys, just let me go through my transition and leave me alone. Yeah. Okay? That'll be I'm a privilege. Coming something new. That'll be a privilege yeah. for you to get to that point. So it's, you know, it doesn't, I guess my biggest thing is, it's also my fundamental belief in life, which is it doesn't really matter. It's all pretty ridiculous. It's so silly that everyone's getting so angry, including me. It's silly that I that's got so angry. That's the 11th circle. Right about, yeah, that's the 11th circle of loser is us wasting our time talking <laughs> about it right now. And we did this podcast, which is the 12th circle. We the made 12, Katie come in on her day. Fuck it off. Of loser. I called Katie at home Ugh, and Katie, was like, can you, you come in? Thank you, Katie Levine. The but greatest techers be ever been. I wanted to be out there. That, you know, I don't think, I think Dane Cook deserves to be able to bump me and whoever else he wants. He can yep. do as much time as he wants and he can say whatever he wants. But I think I should be able to say what I want if I think that he is mean to the audience because I do, that is where for me as a comedian, I draw the line. And then there are other comedians that will draw the line at a comedian criticizing one a of their yeah, own. Yeah, sure. So you have your own lines. These are my lines. Hopefully people appreciate that I, if I drop in on a Wednesday after being the most famous talking bear comedian ever in the history of cinema, okay, which I kind of am now, okay, yeah, that that uh, that, that they'll know that I I will still respect the fact that they paid money and that they didn't come to a show to have me be mean to them. Yeah, I that's love, all. Yeah, I love you, TJ. All right, I gotta go do Chelsea lately, who is also a very mean person. <laughs> But at least she's only mean to comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Joe oh. Rogan, where do you stand on Chelsea? <laughs> Meet me in Ojai. I'll be sucking Dane Cook's dick impeccably while serving him breakfast. <laughs> you, oh, do we say keep it keep it controversial? Yeah. Keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. I love you, man. Thanks for Thanks. coming in. I can't wait to come back and talk about stuff that matters. Me, uh, me too. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.